Good morning, good morning. Today, honestly, is not a morning that I willingly got up and was like, okay, God, let's do this. No. Today was a different morning. It was like God woke me up and I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to do it. (laughs) You got to be real with your walk. I was like, God, I'm going to do it. (laughs) Because I'm a very light sleeper. My spiritual senses are very sensitive. And it causes my natural senses to be sensitive. I can see with my eyes closed. I can hear with my eyes. I can hear with my thoughts. I can speak with my eyes. I can speak with my thoughts. I can feel with my eyes. I can feel with my thoughts. So it's like, yeah, always alert. That's wisdom present. When we are alert. When we are available. And God will... Grant you the favor without you even asking for the favor to release a hunger for something specifically just so you can receive a download deposit on the inside of you to clarify due to what he used you here to do. And I said, Father, This is a morning, I'm just like, okay, my window open, it's hot. I don't want to turn my air on because it's going to be loud. So, (laughs) work with me. (laughs) You understand? I said, Father, I really want a full description of Holy Spirit. I want you to describe Holy Spirit to me. I'm hungry for that. Because I, I'm aware of the Trinity. I'm aware that you are our Father. Christ, you are the Son. Holy Spirit is Spirit of Truth. But each one has their own identity. I cannot call God the Son of God. I cannot call Christ or consider Christ to be equal as if he is God. Because neither of them said that. So I cannot say that. Christ always said, and he always stated, I would not say anything unless I hear my father say. So I won't make up anything, in other words. I won't try to interpret my own way of anything. We got to come to a point in a place that we so hungry that we are out the way totally. And God says, okay, you want an answer of a description of Holy Spirit? Yes. Because I said, and everybody along with me who have said, Holy Spirit, and we think about the encounter when Christ got baptized by John the Baptist, and Holy Spirit descended on him in the form of a dove. And God said, you want to know the description of Holy Spirit, yes. Go to Luke 3, 22. Let me close my window now. I'm about to get that real. And God said to me, 
And I want you to read it, King James Version. Okay. Christ was baptized by John the Baptist at the age of 30. Yes, Father, I get it. Holy Ghost descended from heaven upon Christ. Upon Christ. Upon Christ. Holy Ghost descended upon Christ. Came down upon Christ. In the bodily form of a dove. Holy Ghost came upon Christ. Holy Ghost, Jesus, came upon Christ. Holy Ghost came upon Christ. That's not the question that I asked God. I said, God, I want to know who your spirit is powerful in me, God. I said, God, I want, my God, Jesus Christ. God, I want to know the description of Holy Spirit. God said, go to, go to Luke 3.22. Read King James Version. When Christ got baptized at 30, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. You want a description of Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. I'm telling you about Holy Ghost. Well, why are you saying that, God? Because they are not the same. Jesus Christ. Come on. I got to stand up. Uh, you got that real. <laughs> You thinking about Holy Spirit and confessing Holy Ghost. You confessing Holy Ghost and you thinking about Holy Spirit. They are not the same. And many wonder why. Even I wondered why. How come people who want to receive Holy Spirit which is evident in speaking tongues unknown. But it's more to it than just speaking tongues unknown. Holy Spirit is a covering. Holy Spirit is a covering. Work with me. Stay with me. Holy Spirit is a covering. In the description of Luke 3.22, King James Version, Holy Ghost is in the body form of a dove. The Holy Spirit is a covering to guide us in our decisions, protecting the word of God to manifest evidently in our lives. The divine quality and influence of God over everything. Holy Spirit's responsibility. But as a description, I said, Father, I want to know about Holy Spirit because Holy Spirit came upon Christ in a form of a dove, according to John, I mean, according to Luke, I mean, Jesus Christ, according to Luke 3.22, God is referring to Holy Ghost, not Holy Spirit. And that's why people are not receiving Holy Spirit, because we have Holy Ghost in mind, and releasing Holy Ghost and not Holy Spirit. For them to speak in an unknown tongue. Let me tell you the difference between Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit. <laughs> In description, Holy Ghost 
is in the very form of a dove. And we thought that Christ was filled with Holy Spirit when he got baptized. But 40 days after the baptism, where Holy Ghost, not Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost came upon him in the form of a dove, 40 days and 40 nights later, he was tempted by Satan three times. But he was led by what? The Spirit. Holy Spirit is present now. During the baptism, it was Holy Ghost. During the temptation after the fast, it's Holy Spirit. Let him into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan on that mountain three times. And according to the book of Matthew, after he denies Satan three times, it stated that, and the angels ministered unto him. But according to the book of Luke, Luke's interpretation when Christ denied Satan three times, it says that he left filled with the Spirit. So he was led by Holy Spirit. And he left out filled with Holy Spirit. So he did not have Holy Spirit. When he got baptized, he had Holy Ghost. Jesus Christ. Oh God, I got to get up, Father. I got to get up. I got to get up. I got to get up. Because you release the mysteries like that. You're releasing the truth. You're releasing the truth because I'm hungry for it. I'm desperate for it. Not to say that I know due to what I thought I did, but I just want to know what it really is. So I can live that reality. How can I cast out devils thinking that it's because of Holy Ghost? No. It's because of Holy Spirit. So what's the difference between Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit has the power. Holy Ghost doesn't. Because after Christ received, according to Matthew 4, Luke 4, when he left out filled with Holy Ghost, he was now able to release the first miracle at the wedding. And he felt like it wasn't his time. But Mary saw something different. See, God will place people in your path. And I'm not going to say that Christ felt like he couldn't do it. But he just stated that it's not my time to do what you asking of me. But Mary said, in other words, instead of what you just said, do whatever he says. Because she knows the, the first miracle is about to take place. Because now our Messiah, now our Rabboni, now he's about to release the first miracle because he received Holy Spirit now. If he had Holy Spirit when he got baptized by John, he wouldn't have had to be led by it 40 days, 40 nights later. Because it would have already been within him. But you got to release the word of God when he released it onto you. You got to release it out in the atmosphere. Because it wouldn't have said if he already had it, it wouldn't have said that he left after being tempted three times, he left filled with it. So that means he came without it. Before the age of 30, 
He didn't perform any miracles. Why? Because he didn't have any power to. So the baptism is not for power. It's for the presence of Holy Ghost. To release the power of Holy Spirit. Everything that Christ had to do naturally here in the flesh, we still do as a remembrance in a spiritual sense. There goes our baptism because of his baptism. It doesn't take us to be baptized to bring to pass what he was baptized for. But our baptism is a remembrance. So God have us to do the things that he done in the flesh, in a spiritual sense, as a remembrance. It's always about a remembrance. So we get baptized because we remember the purpose of his baptism regarding us. We do communion as a remembrance of what he did in the flesh, in the natural, for us. Day of Pentecost as a remembrance of what he did for us. But before it comes to any traditional, greatly anointed, holy holiday or whatever day that we do in remembrance of Christ, it was an old covenant. And it was in remembrance of what God has done. Because he has not yet sent his son in the flesh. Feast of the unleavened bread as a symbol of what God had done for the Israelites when he brought them out of Egypt. Day of shelter. Feast of shelter is a day of remembrance. They provided places for them to stay while they were in the wilderness. You understand? Passover. The Passover is both covenants connecting, combining as one. Because Christ have not yet given his life for it to be passed over for him to get up, actually. Because in reality, naturally, he did not give his life before the Passover or during the Passover. It was that evening he was betrayed. So the Passover is actually a combination of the old covenant Becoming under submission to the new covenant. That's all it's about the Passover. Because he symbolized the bread for his body before he even gave up his body in the flesh yet. It was still the night before he even sent Judas to betray. Because Judas was still there eating with them. Before he dismissed them and told them what he was about to do. That's why he washed their feet. And that's why they drunk a symbolization of the blood. Christ, do you want to take some wine with us? He ate the bread. Do you want to take some wine? He said, not this time. Not this time. But I will take with you in the kingdom of heaven. I will drink with you the new wine. I don't want the old wine. Because the old wine, what you are drinking, is a symbol of the old covenant. But I have some new wine, which is my blood, that's about to be shed for you. So I'll drink with you once I do what I got to do. 
Christ even take communion in the kingdom as a remembrance as of what he did. Willingly wanted to do. God said that's what the Passover is all about. The old covenant coming under submission to the new covenant. Because we, we cannot, you know, just forget about the old covenant. Because it's still holy, it's still sacrificial, it's still beneficial to those who were under that covenant. Abraham was under that covenant. Isaac was under that covenant. Jacob, Moses, Joseph, Ezekiel, Isaiah, Elijah, Eliza. Ruth, Naomi, Samson, Solomon, David, under that covenant. Hallelujah. So I say Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit are two different things. Many of us say the Father, the Son, and Holy Ghost. It's not the Trinity. It's Father, Son, Spirit. Not ghost, but Spirit. Christ's encounter with Holy Ghost was only one time mentioned in the New Testament. And that was when he got baptized. So I started thinking, why was it mentioned only once about Holy Ghost? And Holy Ghost was described in the form of a dove. Then God said, go back and read about Noah. And when God ended the flood, Noah first sent out a raven. The same kind of bird, species, that God, but not the exact same, but I'm talking about as a species and that family to feed his prophet. But the raven, you know, came back, didn't understand, confused, must not have been good enough for a comprehension to Noah because he didn't send the same raven out to see again to find out is it okay to leave out the ark. This time he sent a dove. <laughs> and the dove came back week later he sent the same dove again dove came back not time yet the third time he sent the same dove again yes it's time now it's time now Holy Ghost was always present in the bodily form of a dove. And Noah realized this raven can't do for me. I need Holy Ghost. I need Holy Ghost. And sent the dove out three times. 
one for the Father, one for the Son, and Holy Spirit. I notice whenever the dove is present, Holy Ghost is present, is always in the form of three. And when Christ was giving Peter a name change because of the dove. And that's why he would ask things three times because Holy Ghost is in three. Hallelujah. One for the Father, one for the Son, and one for the Spirit. So I say, God, in the, in the form of you, we know that we are in your image. So we got a description on you as being formed in spirit. Christ, you also. Now, regarding Holy Spirit, what is that identity? Is I'm very visual, sweetheart. Is it a dove, as it says? And God pointed me to Luke 3, 22. I never said Holy Spirit was in the form of a dove, Quenisha. That's what man said. I said Holy Ghost is, not Holy Spirit. Mm -mm -mm. So things are not taking place effectively, miraculously, regarding God being used through us to perform these miracle signs and wonders because we are looking at Holy Ghost as if it's Holy Spirit. So if I'm trying to release someone to speak an unknown tongue and I'm thinking about it's coming from Holy Ghost, they're not going to receive that because it can only come from Holy Spirit. And if I look at Holy Spirit and release Holy Spirit unto them to speak in unknown tongues and I'm thinking about Holy Ghost, they're still not going to receive it. Jesus Christ. <sighs> Holy Ghost cannot raise the dead. Only Holy Spirit can. Christ knew that it was important to have Holy Spirit much more than Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost led him to the baptism and, and came upon him after he was baptized. But that wasn't power. Because it stated after 40 days, he came out of denying Satan three times. He left out filled with Holy Spirit. And that's when he was able to perform miracles. He had done no miracles before he received Holy Spirit. 30 years old and left this earth at the age of 33. So all the works that Christ ever done here in the flesh, it was done in three years. The crucifixion, resurrection, all of that was in three years. Three years. Three years. And he was here for 30 before he received Holy Spirit and Holy Ghost. You have to receive Holy Ghost before you can receive Holy Spirit. And Holy Ghost is present due to a water baptism, but Holy Spirit is due to a confession of the baptism of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So if I'm being baptized under Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, I mean, in Holy Spirit, I'm not going to receive the baptism that Christ did because he wasn't baptized under Holy Spirit. He was baptized under Holy Ghost. And I say, God, I want, I want to know more. Teach me more about what you're saying here. Teach me more about 
the ghost. Holy Ghost is connected to death. Holy Spirit is connected to life. That's the difference. Holy Ghost comes for the old man to go. Holy Spirit comes to release the new man. That's the power in the new man. So Christ had to die in a baptism regarding the old man, but still had to be crucified to take the keys back to rise up into the new once and for all. Because according to the scriptures that God has shown me, Holy Ghost connected to death. And I'm about to give you the scriptures with it. Genesis 25, 8, King James Version. Then Abraham gave up the ghost and died in a old age. Genesis 25, 17. And these are the years of the life of Ishmael. 137 years. And he gave up the ghost and he what? He died. In Genesis 35, 29, and Isaac gave up the ghost and he what? He died. Lamentations 1, 19. I call for my lovers, but they deceived me. My priests and my elders gave up the ghost in the city and they died. Mark 15, 37, and Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost. Mark 15, 39, and gave up the ghost, said, truly this man was a son of God. Luke 23, 46, and when Jesus cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I command my, what? My spirit. And he said, thus, he gave up the ghost. John 19, 30, according to John's translation, when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. He said, it is finished. He said, it is finished. And as it was finished, what happened? He bowed his head and he did what? He gave up the ghost. Acts 5, 5, and Ananias hearing these words fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear came upon them that heard these things. Acts 12, 23, and immediately the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory. And he was eaten of worms and he what? Gave up the ghost. And according to the new book, even when it comes to um, Stephen, before he was got stoned, he looked up at heaven and he what? Gave up the ghost. But I noticed there were some who did not give up the ghost because God didn't have them to give up the ghost. And one of them is Elijah. And I noticed that you got to be caught up in a whirlwind in order for you to keep the ghost. There's no body present. There's no burial present. They don't have nobody to bury. Elijah was taken up in the kingdom in a whirlwind. And Elijah sat there and watched. Because Elijah's, Elijah said, I want to have what you have. And Elijah said, if you can witness me being taken up, that means Elijah knew how he was going to depart here. He knew that he was not going to give up the ghost. Now, I don't know the secrecy behind why you don't have to give up the ghost, but I know that that is a testimony. 
According to Elijah, he did not give up the ghost. And Eliza made sure that he watched. And once he watched and saw Elijah taken up in a whirlwind without giving up the ghost. The first time that I ever heard that no one had given up the ghost. But he was not the last. And God said, I want you to do the research right now, Quenisha, and find out who else. Because I only took two people up in a whirlwind. And I just did the research and put you on pause. Now I am back. It was Elijah, it was Elijah and it was Enoch. The only two that was taken up in a whirlwind the way that God did. Neither one of them died and released the ghost. Now, I'm a visionary. I want you to visionize because you are also a visionary. Because you have eyes to see. I'm not here to say only I can do certain things. No, you are also in our Father's image. That's why iron shop is iron. My biblical education and theology sharpens your biblical education and theology. Vice versa. That's why we are all on one accord. We got to stop thinking that we know it all so people under us because we feel like we discovered something differently from everybody else. So we just that special. No, we are all God's masterpiece to our bookies, huh? So I visionize what is the significance of them two not having to give up the ghost. Now Abraham is a friend beyond friend of God. He gave up the ghost. Elijah and Enoch did not. So what does that mean when you're taking up and not having to depart your body before you enter in the kingdom? So where is your flesh, Elijah, Enoch? Where did God put it? You understand? Where did he put it? What was his plans concerning their flesh? You understand? You understand? You understand this? Even our Lord and Savior gave up the ghost. He had to to take the keys back. When Christ was on that cross... He showed me what he looked like. And the Bible really couldn't write a full description because King James wasn't there. He going off of other testimonies who wasn't there, but describing due to what they heard of those who was there. And God took me there. And how he looked, I drew it. His back had no smooth piece of flesh on it. It was actually pieces of flesh on the ground. His ribs were showing, but
but he had no broken bones. His body was broken, which means that's a symbolic way of saying that he lowered himself to hire us. He became poor so we could become rich. He became sick so we could become healed. You have to lower for somebody else to be exalted. And that's why God said, love those more than you love yourself. Because you lower yourself to lift up another. Because it's glory connected to that humility. It's glory connected to that meekness. So am I lowering myself to exalt those? Or am I hiring myself to lower those who are around me? Because it's not the purpose of humility. That's not even humility at all. It's the opposite. And it's called pride. And I said to God, tell me some more. Tell me some more. I want to know more about this. He said, now you know the difference between Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit. When it comes to day of Pentecost, many say that it was a day present and then Holy Spirit came upon them and it symbolizes the day of Pentecost. But no, God's perspective of the purpose of him releasing Holy Spirit on that day which made it a day of Pentecost. It wasn't a day until Holy Spirit came upon them. Not Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. They received the power. Holy Spirit is a covering. It's not in the form of a dove. That's Holy Ghost. And Holy Ghost is only present during a water baptism and Holy Spirit is present with a confession due to the baptism of our Father, our Lord and Jesus Christ and there goes Holy Spirit adding itself unto you because you invited Christ into your life so we cannot receive Holy Spirit without first receiving Christ and you want to get further on, you cannot have God without having his son. Without love, you have nothing. You can love everybody in the world except one person, but that one dislike caused you to have nothing. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So I said, okay, Christ. The day of Pentecost is because of Holy Spirit coming upon them that day. It wasn't a day called Pentecost before Holy Spirit came. That's a major difference. So you told them, you don't know the hour nor time. I'm going to send a comforter. And the reason why he stated that I'm going to send a comforter because I'm going to prepare a place for you. Because before then, only he had Holy Spirit and not them. So they could only feel that virtue coming from them, but not entering into him, into them until it came up on them. We don't know what it's like to not have the knowledge 
that we are in a generation in a new covenant with Holy Spirit because we were born after Christ got up. The disciples were there when before he even got crucified. And after he got baptized, Andrew was there. He went to go get Simon. Look what I've seen, brother. Because before they became followers of Christ, Andrew and others were followers of John. Jesus Christ. <laughs> because it's stated in the Bible they were followers of John. And Christ looked at Simon when Andrew went to go get him. He called him Simon by Jonah. <laughs> God. <laughs> According to John 1, 41, 39, 38, 37. Simon went to go get his brother. I mean, Andrew went to go get Simon. Simon stood and saw Jesus after he'd been baptized. And Christ out of all the men there. He said, Simon by Jonah, Simon, son of Jonah. What does Jonah mean? Dove. <laughs> Holy Ghost in the body form of a what? Dove. <laughs> Simon, son of Holy Ghost. <laughs> I'm going to baptize you with Holy Spirit when that time comes. <laughs> You understand? Simon Peter named it rock, stone. But I confess the dove upon you. You are the son of a dove, not the son of a rock, nor stone. And they followed him. And they were on their way to a wedding. That he released his first miracle. Why? Because he had Holy Spirit, the power. So after the baptism of John, oh, thank you, Father. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, hold up. <laughs> I get it. There is a lot in between that knowledge and that theology in scripture. Okay, it says he was baptized. He got, you know, Andrew and John, and I mean, Andrew and Peter to follow him. And he went to go get the others. And he went to a wedding, but wait a second! It was a it was it was forty days and forty nights in between that encounter. Jesus Christ! Because after he got baptized, he fasted forty days and forty nights, according to Luke three twenty two. 
But according to John 41, he met Peter and them, and he went and grabbed the disciples. But according to Luke's version, after he got baptized, he fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and then he went up on that mountain to be tempted, led by Holy Spirit, but received before that Holy Ghost. So he knew he didn't have any power. After the third denial of Satan, he received the power of Holy Spirit. Then he went, then he went to go meet the disciples that he already met. So after he met Simon Peter and John, he then departed for 40 days and 40 nights. Got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. And after he came with the proceed, he left them with Holy Ghost, but came back with Holy Spirit. And then he was on his way to the wedding. <laughs> I want to know about, I want to know more about that. Like what happened? Did he go home? Because Murray already knew that he had Holy Spirit. Because she wouldn't have jumped herself out there, nor jumped him out there by saying, do what he says regarding turning his water into wine. <laughs> Woman, it's not yet my time. Yes, it is, <laughs> Sam Murray. <laughs> you understand? Yes, it is. Do what he said. And did he tell her no? Did he say no? Go get the buckets. <laughs> God, oh. So when we go out in the name of Jesus being used to release miracle signs and wonders, we have to know that it's Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now back to the day of Pentecost, 120 people were in the room. You got to realize they know what it's like to have Holy Ghost. I mean, Holy Spirit. They had no idea because they could only receive that coming from Christ Whenever he was around them. They didn't have Holy Spirit to say, don't do this, do this, stir yourself up. It's your season. You can feel in your spirit that Holy Spirit is about to come up on you and this and that because it wasn't present upon them yet. And Christ during that time of Pentecost, they, he was ascending and descending from heaven more than he was before. So whenever he leaves, Holy Spirit left with him. So all they had was faith. Now you can visualize what that like to just have faith without Holy Spirit. There's no intercession. It's just you believing. You got to stir your own spirit up. It's coming. And it's amazing how Christ told them, you don't know the hour nor time when Holy Spirit going to be up on you. But guess what? Before Christ made that statement, he go God talking to Christ. Son, you don't know the hour or the time, but I'm going to send you to receive my children back to me again. You don't know the hour nor time of the day of the final judgment. No one does. Only God do. And then here come God releasing Christ to say to the disciples. <laughs> because he's seated at the right hand once he got up. 
so much in glory because of what he done in the flesh. And he said, you guys don't know the hour or the time, and I'm going to send the spirit to comfort you until I do come back. Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I want to say this again. <laughs> hey, oh, God. Christ, you don't know the hour or time, I'm going to send you to come and receive my people back unto me for the final day of judgment. Hey, oh, Christ. Now, you guys don't know the hour or the time, but I'm going to release the Holy Spirit upon you when I go home and prepare a place for you before the final judgment. Jesus Christ, you understand? That's powerful. That's very, very powerful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus. <laughs> so they're there, stirring themselves up, not knowing what day or time. They didn't have to fast for it to come upon them because they were feasting very good. They wasn't fasting. They was just waiting patiently. And all of a sudden, there it goes. Holy Spirit up on them. And they feel it for the very first time. Speaking in a heavenly language. Looking at each other with eye contact. Relating to one another like, you feel it? I feel it. It's here. This is it. This is it. And every since after that, what did they do? Miracles, signs, and wonders. But if you noticed, if you noticed, they weren't really doing any. They were struggling at trying to release a miracle sign and wonder before Holy Spirit came upon them. You understand? And Christ says, this type of miracle come by fasting and praying. Whoa. Isn't that what he did for 40 days and 40 nights before he received Holy Spirit? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I'm trying to tell you. And I said, with Christ... You're not the only one who fasts 40 days and nights. Before you did, Moses did. And, you know, others did too. But, you know, Moses, you know, he received the Ten Commandments, you know, after he fasted 40 days and 40 nights. So I said, what's up with these 40 days and 40 nights? So I started thinking about the time and the days of the month. It's only 31, some 30, some 28. Well, only February 28. But, you know, 40 days is a month and nine days. Of no food and no drink to receive. And that's all he was telling the disciples. Holy Spirit is present when you're hungry for it. When you get rid of an earthly hunger to have a spiritual hunger. Because when you're spiritually hungry, you're not thinking about natural food because it can't do for you what spiritual food can. And that's all he was saying to them. So in other words, they were focused more on natural food than spiritual food. But miracles, signs, and wonders can come only by fasting and praying. That brings forth a hunger. That shows forth that you are hungry. Christ was hungry for power. He knew he couldn't do a miracle without power. And when he ascended and descended like that, guess what? It was in the flesh. Even when the first time he got up, he told the disciples, don't touch me. I have not yet. And when he ascended and descended, and I said to myself, I got to really listen to the scripture here, what God is saying to me. 
Because one of my favorite encounters with Christ and disciples is when he was sitting at the seaside early in the morning making fish and had bread. We're not making fish, but preparing a meal with fish. I don't know, frying it, whatever. He was preparing it. And they didn't know it was him. They saw him sitting there. They didn't recognize him. So I was like, "Why? Did, how did they not recognize him? He wasn't in spirit. He was in flesh. Because he walked past when he got up in the flesh, and no one recognized him. So I said, Christ, did you look the same when you got up? I did. Okay. Do you look that way in spirit? I don't. Okay. I get it. But you came back in the flesh. Yes. So you was recognizable due to their remembrance of you. Yes. So doubt can blind us. Yes. And I begin to say to Christ, wait a second, Christ. They didn't recognize you until you released another miracle. We told them to draw the net on the other side. And they recognized when they caught the fish, only Christ can do this. Hmm. So they walked with you all that time for three years. They walked with you for three years. And to see you over there, because they said the boat wasn't that far from the shore because Peter jumped off and swam after he put his clothes back on. So they didn't know it was you. Hmm, how come? They didn't recognize that it was you who they walked with all that time. You were asking them, did you have anything to eat? Did you catch anything? But you were already fixing them breakfasts. Hmm. You had enough to feed them without even them drawing the net to the other side. Hmm. But you knew the only way they could recognize you was through a miracle. Hmm. Got it. So this is my heart to you today, Christ. I only believe you. I only believe you. I thank you for teaching me the difference between Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit. Because I also thought that it was both the same when it comes to a release of what it can do. Even if our hearts saying Holy Spirit, but our mind is thinking about Holy Ghost is not on one accord, so it's not evident. It has to be on one accord. What a man think of in his heart and what's in the heart comes out the mouth. So all of that has to be on one accord. For you to be slow to speak and quick to hear, that means your mind is renewed and your heart is fixed. Bless all the pure in heart, for they shall what? See God. Hmm. And you are a split image of our Father. Just like we are. Because we are all in His likeness. When people try to compare you, Christ, to be exactly as God, to look exactly as God, it's not in the form of an identity God is referring to, but in a natural man's way of thinking, it would say that you guys are twins, look like twins, but God's perspective is not. 
but in the sense of being one, it's only because we are in his image and likeness. It doesn't have nothing to do with the outer appearance. It's the identity itself. It's not the features. It's not the genes. It's the identity itself. Because God doesn't look like Quenisha. Because it said God so loved the world that he gave. And at the same time, he still said, I am not a man. Jesus Christ. <sighs> you know what? I am not a man that I shall lie, but he so loved the world that he gave. He, he, he. But I am identified like you, Father, because of your likeness and image. And the same goes for Christ. We cannot call Christ the names of God and God the names of Christ. God is not Lord. Yes, it's translated to say that, but he is not Lord. Because Christ said, I am Lord of Lords. He put himself and then us. There's no third. So if God was Lord of the Lord of us Lords, it would have been three. It's only two. God is not a king. Christ, king of kings. Same thing. God is not our master. He oversees it all. He's overall. He's a creator of it all. But he is not identified as our master, as our teacher. Christ is. Christ is not our Elohim. God is. Christ is not Jehovah Nisi. God is. Christ is not even Jehovah. God is. Christ is not beginning and the end. Alpha and Omega. God is. Christ is the rock of all ages. Because throughout Genesis to Revelation, he was mentioned and prophesied. Rock of all ages means throughout the entire time. Here in the earth. It's a natural saying, not supernatural. Because he was here naturally. Prophesied throughout every generation. That is the rock of all ages. Holy Spirit is not Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is present when water baptism is present. Holy Spirit is present when a confession due to the water baptism is present. I was washed in the name of our Father, Lord, Jesus Christ. But when I make the confession to have Jesus be my Lord, then I now receive Holy Spirit. That's the invitation. Christ for Holy Christ with Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Christ with Holy Spirit. Everything that Christ had to go through in the natural, we do it as a remembrance of Him 
spiritually. Passover, which symbolizes communion. Baptism as a remembrance. Due to rededication of our confession as a remembrance. And being baptized as a remembrance. It's always as a remembrance. But if we don't know what we're doing, how can we know how to release what we know not of? I can't raise a body that's dead with Holy Ghost. Dedicates Holy Spirit wouldn't have been present for Christ to even go and be tempted to be filled with it for us to also receive it as a comforter. So in other words, you need it in order to release miracles, signs, and wonders. So now that we know the difference, now we know that we are totally out of the way. We benefit, but it is not us. Now I know the identity of Holy Spirit by not confusing it with Holy Ghost. I cannot look at God and say, you are my Lord. You're not my Lord. Christ is my Lord. You are my God, my creator, my Elohim. God, you are not my El Shaddai, Christ is. You understand? We have to really put them where they belong in order to release them as to who they are. I cannot call forth, call forth excuse me, a circle thinking about a square. Hallelujah. I thank you for your time. Greater it seems in us to hear to the world.